Hi, I'm Dr. Ted Spear, pastor of the Fundamental Baptist Church International in Boshan Kumasi. Today's message is entitled, The Joy of Fellowship. I hope you'll pay close attention today. This message will be a help to you. Our message today comes from the book of 1 John chapter 1. We're going to read verses 1 through 4. Verse 1 says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. In verse 1, the Apostle John, this is the brother of James, James and John, and he says that he is, he talks about from the beginning, uh, something that they've heard and that they've seen and that they've handled. He's talking about the Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus was brought into the world, and John, as one of the 12 disciples, had witnessed his ministry, had walked with him, ate with him, had fellowship with him in a unique way. Um, and he's reminding us of that. And he's saying to us in verse number three that he wants us to have fellowship with him, meaning he wants us to experience what he's experienced. He wants us to have the same kind of fellowship with God that he has had and has. And he says in verse 4, And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Now that, that phrase, your joy may be full, is the key uh, phrase that I want to key, key in here on today. The title of the message is The Joy of Fellowship. So John is writing to believers. He has a desire for them. He has a message for them. He is going to use their desires as a motivation for them to listen to his message. He tells them that there is a purpose for him writing to them. And he says that the purpose of him writing to them is that their joy may be full. Now, who does not want to be full of joy? Is that not the basic desire of all human beings to live a life of happiness and joy and gladness? We all want to be happy in life. We all want to be fulfilled in life. And he's saying to them, hey, you have a desire for joy and I want to talk to you about how your joy can be full. So he has a message that he wants them to receive. And he's saying, you have a desire, I have a message, listen to me because I'm going to help your desires come true if you'll receive my message. I was out 
in the neighborhood where I live. I was right in front of my house, actually just down the street from my house. And I was looking for people to witness to, people to tell the truth about salvation. And a young man was coming towards me. He was obviously going somewhere. And I stopped him and I asked him if he spoke English, and he did. And we began to talk. He was on his way to work. And I asked him if we could have a Bible study. I wanted to tell him how he could know for sure that if he died, he'd go to heaven. And he said to me uh, kindly, he said, well, I'm on my way to work, uh, maybe some other time. And I said, okay, well, let me walk with you. And so we began to walk towards where he was going. And I said to him, I said, can I share a verse with you? He said, yeah. So as we walked, I said to him, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 1, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Basically, that verse is telling us, don't brag or predict what you're going to do tomorrow because you don't know if you're going to have a tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen today. We may die today. We may never get another chance to hear the truth about how to go to heaven. When I shared that verse with him, he felt led to listen to me. And so we went to my house, we sat down, and we were able to give him the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I believe he put his faith in Jesus. But I used a desire he had uh, to go to heaven as a means to get his attention and to focus on what the Bible said. And here in this chapter, uh, John is trying to get us to listen to his message so that our joy may be full. In order to sell something or to persuade someone you must be able to connect with their desires. And so I'm trying to connect with you today through your desire to be full of joy, just like the Apostle Paul. I want those who watch the fundamental hour, I want them, I want their lives to be more joyful and more happy because they watch this program. And we're going to give you the key to that today. Who doesn't want to be full of joy? Everybody does, right? And that joy is found in verse number 3. It says, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that we also may have fellowship, that ye, may, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. So the key... The secret to obtaining joy and to having fullness of joy is through fellowship. Now you say, Pastor, what is fellowship? Um, is it something good or something bad? When we think of fellowship, do we tend to think of that as something good or bad? We tend to think of it as something good, right? Fellowship is companionship. It's a friendly relationship. It's spending quality time with another. 
another person, or in this case, with God. What is it that most people are truly seeking in life? Is it riches? Is it money? Is it wealth? Is it fame? Well, oftentimes people are certainly going after those things. It's certainly the goal of many people's lives is to be famous or to be wealthy or to have riches or to have a great reputation. But I suggest to you today that 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 is not exactly what people are searching for. What people are searching for is that their joy may be full. And what people have, the, the great mistake that many have made is in thinking that riches and fame could bring that fullness of joy. The only thing that can truly bring the fullness of joy is a proper fellowship with God. You know, what good is success without having someone to share it with, right? People often find the money. They find the fame. They get the prestigious position. But if they don't have someone to share it with, it becomes empty. It's not meaningful. It doesn't fulfill them. Why do people have children? What is it inside of, of a person, of a man or a woman that pushes them to want to have children? I believe that part of it is because they so want to have a father-son or a mother-daughter or a father-daughter or mother-to-her-daughter. They want to have that kind of relationship with another human being, a relationship that is filled with love and truth and that, that brings joy into their life. But that often doesn't happen. Oftentimes, mothers and, and, and their fathers and their children are separate. They don't get along and maybe they don't like one another. They go their separate ways. Why is it that people want to get married? Because they so desire to share life with another human being. To have someone who understands them, that feels their emotions and loves them, and someone they can talk to and fellowship with. Now, I realize some people get married for other reasons, but most people seek that intimate fellowship and relationship with another human being that will bring them emotional joy and happiness. And I'm suggesting to you today that the greatest thing available to us that will bring us this joy that we so want, that we're desperately searching for, is the thing that we're most often neglecting. Because the thing that will bring us this joy that we want is the fellowship of the Almighty God, not the fellowship of other men, not the fellowship of the opposite sex, not the fellowship of a child that we bring life to. Those things can never fulfill man the way he needs to be fulfilled. It is God who is our creator. It is God who has made us. And it is God who has put inside of us an emotional need for him.
for His fellowship, for His presence, for His truths, for His care. And we often try to fulfill that emotional need with man, with other people, and it doesn't work. While we seek joy, we often neglect the very thing that can bring us that joy, and that is the fellowship with God. I did not say a relationship with God, I said a fellowship with God. If you're God's child, if you put your faith in Jesus Christ and you belong to Him, you're His child, but that doesn't mean you have fellowship or companionship or that you spend quality time with Him. I want to give you three things today, three truths about fellowship and how your joy can be full. Number one, God wants to fellowship with you. Man, how cool is that? The Almighty, the Creator of the universe, wants to fellowship with you. The person whose character is holy, who is righteousness, who is all-powerful wants to fellowship with you. The one that can meet every need you have wants to fellowship with you. The one who has promised never to lie to you, never to forsake you, wants to fellowship with you. The Almighty wants you to be His friend. That is awesome. The one who will never abuse you wants to fellowship with you. Think about that. We often spend our lives and spend our energy and spend our money and wealth seeking after someone to spend time with. And every time when we find that person that we believe will fulfill our emotional needs, we each time always find someone who's just a sinner like we are and who ultimately cannot give us what we so desperately want and need. But we have available to us a God who is almighty and who's made us many precious promises that says, here I am, I'll fellowship with you. I want to be your friend. Don't neglect the one that you're truly searching for who desires to fellowship with you. The second thing I want to say is, not only does God want to fellowship with you, but God's fellowship will fill your cup. And I've sort of alluded to that already, but the Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 and 23, the Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance. Against such there is no law. Wow, all these wonderful things. I mean, joy, love, peace, goodness, gentleness. God wants to fill you with those things. He wants to give you the fruit of the Spirit. And the Bible says against these things, there's no law. That means... You can't get enough of it. There's no law to how much love and joy you can experience. It's a bountiful supply. And that's what God has for you. God wants to fill your 
cup. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19, the Bible says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20 says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and our Lord Jesus Christ, or our Savior Jesus Christ, or uh, God the Father, uh, or God who is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God wants to fill our cup with all these good things, singing and melody. Boy, have you ever had a song in your heart that made you happy? God, that's what God will give to you. God will give you joy. He'll give you peace. He'll give you love, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, self-control. Amen? God will give you the fruit of His Spirit. This is what fellowshipping with God will bring. The Bible says in the book of Psalms in 23, verses 1 through 6, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And we keep going, we get down to verse number 5, the Bible says this, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Have you ever gone to a party or to a dinner, and you put your plate out, and they just put a little bit of food on your plate? And you say, ah, oh, it's not enough, and you want more. You want that plate. You want it to fill up. You want it to, to be overflowing because you like your cup to be full. You put out your cup, and somebody puts a sip in it. You say, no, oh, no, fill it up, fill it up. God is the one who can fill your cup. He can pile up the plate for you. He's the Almighty. He wants to fellowship with you, and He's willing to fill your cup. And how tragic it is that we have this emotional desire for joy, and we neglect the very person who can give us that great joy and satisfy that emotional need of our heart. Number three, the third truth I want to give you today, God's fellowship has requirements. The Bible teaches us in this same book of 1 John, where God is telling us He wants to fellowship with us, that He's telling us He wants our joy to be full. He also tells us some other things. He says to us in chapter 2, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if the love of the, the, love of the world is in us, the love of the Father is not. We can't love the world and the things of the world and the sin of the world and also love God. We can't, I'll put it to you another way, we can't fellowship with the world. And who is the God of this world? Satan. We can't fellowship with sin and unrighteousness and the world and expect God to want to be close with us and to fill our cup. No, we have to make a choice between right and wrong. We have to make a choice between sin 
and righteousness. And we have to make a, a choice that we're going to ask God to reveal sin in our life and confess that sin and forsake that sin and try to walk with Him. And when we do sin and when we know we've sinned, we ask God for forgiveness and we seek His closeness. We have to forsake the world. We have to forsake the wrong crowd. Look, there are people in your life that you spend too much time with. There's people in your life you shouldn't be spending any time with other than to help them or serve them or to be a blessing to them. But there are people that you're spending intimate time with that don't love God. And they're pulling you away from the fellowship of God and they are helping to steal your joy that you could have in knowing God. I beg of you, make God your best friend. I beg of you, spend time with the Lord and the only way you're going to do that is you've got to forsake the world. You've got to forsake the wrong crowd. Look, you're not going to have your cup full of joy when you're busy watching the filthy movies from Hollywood on TV. With all the sex and the, the sin and the filthy communication, the filthy music they play, that talk about all these things. The fornication, the adultery. Our music is filled with that kind of nonsense and sin. Our movies are filled with that kind of nonsense and sin. As you sit and you watch those things and you listen to those things, you are denying yourself the fellowship of God. Forsake those things. Get into the Bible. Get into God's Word. Listen to the preaching. And allow God the opportunity to fellowship with you. Decide to be clean and holy. Because that's what it takes to fellowship with God. We have to be willing to come clean. Willing to say, that is sinful. I don't want that. I'm going to forsake that. I'm going to follow after that which is right. That which is holy. That which what the Bible says is true and good. Submit to Him. You know what? We have this thing called marriage between a man and a woman. And by the way, marriage is between a man and a woman. Homosexuality is a sin. It's wrong. I don't hate the homosexual, but I hate the sin. Just like I don't hate people that commit adultery, but I hate the sin. But marriage is between a man and a woman. And for a man and a woman to have a fulfilling joyful relationship, there's some rules involved. They have to keep themselves only to each other. They have to stay away from others. They can't go astray. They can't go into adultery and fornication with others and expect to have joy and fulfillment with each other. And that's why we take vows at a wedding. And we say to someone, I'll keep myself only unto you. Because there are rules regarding having sweet fellowship with other people. We have to be, we have to do right. We have to have integrity. We have to have strength of character. If we're going to experience fellowship, sweet fellowship with others. And have our emotional needs fulfilled. And so just as we have rules regarding our fellowship with other people. God has rules 
regarding our fellowship with Him. Look, you can be His child by simply confessing that you're a sinner, believing on Jesus Christ that He died for you and rose from the dead. But if you want to have sweet fellowship with Him, if you want his, your cup to be filled with joy, you've got to be willing to forsake the world and forsake sin and forsake those who love the world and love sin and walk with God and spend time with Him. Fellowship with God will cost you something. Just like fellowship with others will cost you something. And I beg of you, pay the price because it's well worth it to have your joy filled. To have your heart filled with joy. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Hour. If we can be a help to you, please contact us. If you'd like to know more about being born again, please contact us. If you'd like training on how to tell others about salvation, contact us. We'd like to train you. Thank you and God bless.